This is Law Bites, a podcast with Michael Geist. And pursuant to Government Motion 16, adopted by the House of Commons on Monday, June the 13th, 2022, the committee is commencing clause-by-clause consideration of the bill. I didn't expect to run another podcast on Bill C-11 this week. Last week's episode on the Bill C-11 hearing provided clips of many witnesses before the committee, and quite frankly, I expected to move on. Indeed, with so much else happening, Bill S-7 in the Senate on border search and digital devices, the new Bill C-27 on privacy, there are no shortage of alternative topics. But on Tuesday evening, June 14th, the committee rushed through clause-by-clause review of the bill in a manner that shouldn't be forgotten or normalized. Despite the absence of any actual deadline, the government insisted that just three two-hour sessions be allocated to a full clause-by-clause review of the bill featuring debate and discussion. With roughly 170 amendments proposed by five parties, there was only time for a fraction of the amendments to be reviewed. Instead, once the government-imposed deadline arrived at 9 p.m., the committee moved to vote on the remaining proposed amendments without any debate, discussion, questions for department officials, or public disclosure of what was being voted on. The voting ran past midnight, with the public left with little idea of what was in or out of the bill. The effect was that despite numerous witnesses, including creators, platforms, and experts raising concerns about the implications of the bill on their creativity and expression, the government quite literally cut off debate on many of the proposals that were designed to address their concerns. While there might have been a case for requiring the committee to set a date for clause-by-clause review, there was no reason to impose draconian limits on that review. That decision, in my view, was both indefensible and entirely unnecessary given that there's no deadline for passing Bill C-11 and nothing turns on the bill passing through the House of Commons before the summer recess. In fact, the Senate has made it clear that it will conduct full hearings without a final vote on the bill until at least November. Cutting off debate was a political decision designed to allow Canadian Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez to claim victory in ushering the bill through the House of Commons. I think that so-called political victory comes at a high price for Rodriguez, who will forever be associated with the Bill C-11 legislative malpractice and democratic betrayal in the name of personal political ambitions. Strikes me that few Canadians were listening to what all of that sounded like last Tuesday. This podcast has the receipts. It starts with Chair Hetty Fry warning the committee at the very start of the day the debate would be cut off at 9 p.m. If the committee has not completed its clause-by-clause consideration of the bill, uh, by 9 p.m. on June the 14th, all remaining amendments, and I want to repeat this, by 9 p.m. on June the 14th, 2022, all remaining amendments submitted to the committee shall be deemed moved, and the chair shall put the question forthwith and successively, without any further debate, on all remaining clauses and amendments submitted to the committee. 
as well as each and every question necessary to dispose of the clause by clause consideration of the bill. That's all very procedural, but I just wanted to make sure that everybody understood it. And so 9 p.m. tonight, hard stop for debate on any clauses. The committee actually functioned fairly well for most of the day. Amendments were introduced, debated, questions asked of departmental officials, sub-amendments proposed, and votes recorded. MPs from all parties were willing to extend both the morning and afternoon sessions to the maximum time possible to get in more debate. I think that's how it's supposed to work. But just after 8.30 p.m., the first full motion on user content was raised, this one by the Green Party. It called for the removal of provisions related to user content. MPs began to debate the amendment and the issue, but things changed at 9 p.m. Here's Hetty Fry cutting off debate and moving directly to voting on amendments. I've included several proposed amendments to give a sense of how the voting was conducted. Note that this went on for hours, with the committee voting well past midnight, all on non-public amendments without debate or questions. I shall move the cease debate and we will just move to clause by clause. Now, and so I shall begin and it will be um, shall PV41 carry. Recorded division, Dr. Fry? Yes, please, unless somebody says otherwise. Mr. Biddle. Opposed. I'm sorry, uh, opposed? Mr. Koto. Um, sorry, uh, Clerk, which one are we on? That happened really quickly. PV, PV, PV 4.1. Yeah, this is, is the one I opposed. Yeah. <laughs> Ms. Hefner. Opposed. Mr. Housefather. <laughs> Mr. Lewis. Mr. Nader. In favor. Ms. Thomas. In favor. Mr. Upal. Oh, sorry. Mr. Upal? My apologies, Ms. Goodridge. I'm so sorry. In favor. Mr. Wah. In favor. Mr. Champoux. Contre. Mr. Julian. <laughs> Seven nays, four yes. Uh, uh, PV4 is not carried. Now I move to, to remind everyone that CPC8 was removed and we go to CPC9. Shall CPC9 carry? Mr. Biddle. Mr. Biddle, no. Mr. Coteau? No. Ms. Hefner? Mr. Housefather? Mr. Lewis? Against. Yes? Mr. Lewis, I'm sorry, was that a yes? Against. Against. (laughs) Mr. Nader? In favor. Ms. Thomas? In favor. Ms. Goodridge? In favor. Mr. Wah. In favor. Mr. Champoux. Contre. Mr. Julian. 
contrat. Seven nays, four yeas. Uh, so CPC nine uh, does not carry. There were several attempts by conservative MPs to at least allow for the amendment itself to be read into the public record before voting. Without that, they argued, no one would ever know what was being voted on. Yet the chair ruled that in light of the government's motion to limit review to a single day and cut off debate at 9 p.m., this simply wasn't possible. PC 14.12. Should CPC 14.12 carry? Uh, Mr. Biddle. Oh, sorry. Point sorry, there's a point of order on the floor, Madam Chair, from Ms. Goodridge. Yes, Mr. Biddle. Uh, no, this is Ms. Goodridge. Thanks. Yes, Ms. Goodridge, point uh, of order. Thank you. Um, as we are moving through these amendments quite quickly, and it is being broadcast online, but there is no um, writing going up as we're talking about which amendments. And I think for anyone that is following at home, this might get rather confusing because we're not really even stating what the amendment is at this point. Um, so I was just wondering, uh, for clarification, if perhaps we could read into the record the amendment uh, before voting on it, just for um, the gathering of data, I think it's important. Uh, thank you. Um, the, the, all of this will be reported when the, um, when the bill is reported back to the House, but uh, I would just like to get it very clear from the clerk we have no, um, there is no mandate for us to place the votes and the amendments on the screen at any time, is there? I didn't think there was, but speak. No, you're correct, Madam Chair. Thank you very much, Clerk. And so we will move now to um, a CPC 14.12. Uh, CPC, will, will CPC 14.12 carry? Moving quickly without discussion often led to confusion between the chair, Hetty Fry, and the remaining committee members. That led Conservative MP Layla Goodridge to ask again to read out the amendments. Uh, CPC 14.15. Shall CPC 14.15, Gary? I don't have one. Clerk? Sorry, there's a little confusion around the table. We're just... Our... We're okay. Okay, Mr. Um, Biddle. Point of order, Madam Chair. I think we're on CPC 14.14. That we just finished 14.13. I think we just finished 14.14. I'm, excuse me, I'm circulating them as I go, but I open to somebody telling me if I am one step ahead of everybody else. Uh, point of order, Madam Chair, it's Ms. Goodridge. Um, I think this kind of speaks to the point of order that I was making earlier of how things are moving very quickly and there is a space for confusion because we are not reading um, which particular amendment is being moved. We're just going off of a number rather than reading the content of the amendment, which could lead to problems. So I will once again suggest that perhaps we consider reading the content of the amendment prior to voting on the amendment to prevent any um, people perhaps getting confused in this large package of amendments. The fact that we are not debating any of these amendments is already a front to democracy. I believe that at the very minimum, we should be clarifying exactly which vote is happening um, 
before making those votes. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you. Um, so now can the clerk tell me whether it is 14.14 that we are actually uh, voting on? Uh, yes, Madam Chair, we're on, on 14.15. Well, we're going to 14.15, yes, but That's we're right. on 14.14. We've, we're now going to 14.15, but 14.14 um, does not carry, and we now go to 14.15. Shall CPC 14.15 carry? On 14.15, Mr. Biddle? Opposed. Mr. Couto? Opposed. Ms. Hefner? Opposed. Mr. Housefather? Opposed. Mr. Lewis? Opposed. Mr. Nader? Favor. Ms. Thomas? In favor. Ms. Goodrich? In favor. Mr. Waugh? In favor. Mr. Champoux? Contre. Mr. Julian? Contre. Seven nays, four yeays. 14.Y5 does not carry. Going to 14.16, shall CPC Point of order, Madam Chair, it's uh, Mr. Perkins. Yes, Mr. Perkins. Uh, I don't believe uh, you ruled on Ms. Goodrich's uh, point of order, which dealt with the issue of whether or not people at home on Pearl View could uh, follow along what we're doing since we're going through amendments to the first uh, changed the Broadcast Act in 31 years uh, and we're rushing through these proposed amendments to try and improve the bill without the benefit of being able to ask about them of officials, I think it's incumbent upon you to rule on the point of order which was that we should have some sort of summary or uh, statement or reading of the, the motion uh, to help those who are following at home. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Mr. Uh, thank you, Mr. Perkins. I think that when I um, uh, the, the the point of order was first brought up, the, I asked the clerk, and the clerk says it is not required, and and, uh, and and we shall move on. More mistakes and confusion led to yet another request to read amendments. Bear in mind, the MPs only actually received the amendments hours before the hearing, yet were expected to vote on over 150 of them without discussion or questions. I just wanted to clarify, I believe, Madam Chair, NDP 9 had carried in Clause 4, so I think it is Clause 4 as amended because I think there was one amendment that did pass. I, um, I am checking. I did not think so. I think the Clause 4 started with um, 4.1 from the uh, uh, Green member. Um, let me just go. You may be right. I shall go back because um, uh, there were quite a few withdrawn by the NDP. And yeah, um, of expression. Yes, yes. So no, I did not. I don't see any amendments at all uh, in in clause four. Yes, I, I'm sorry. I stand corrected by Mr. Mello. Good. Mr. Yeah. Mello, can you please tell us if there was an amendment? Yeah, it was page 66, Madam Chair, the NDP amendment uh, in respect of which this act applies in a manner that is consistent with freedom of expression. And it passed uh, unanimously. Page 63. P 
Euh, well then, uh, mais mais l'ancien, c'est 66. <coughs> mais, uh, 60. A former 66-63 provides the new version. Thank you, Mr. Mello. Uh, yes, it was amended. Sancho? Uh, yes, it was amended. Thank you very much. So then I shall repeat the question. Should clause 4 carry as amended? Point of order, Madam and Chair. obviously, yes, uh, whomever. That this is, is Ms. Goodridge. Yes, um, uh, Goodridge. Uh, apologies um, in calling yet another point of order, but I think it goes to the fact that this is like rapid fire. Um, we are moving faster than we even have the ability to have corrections at this point. And I, I just want to really ensure that we're taking our time. This is serious legislation. It has been 31 years since this legislation was updated. We are moving through these amendments um, at the speed of light. And I think that it is absolutely incumbent upon us that we're doing what we can um, to ensure that things are accurate. And if, if we aren't even sure what we're voting on is accurate, um, this raises some serious questions. So I just want to ensure that um, we're making sure that everything is done. And, and I'm a little bit um, nervous at this point. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, the minutes of whatever we are doing will be published. Uh, so um, everyone can be uh, clear on what it is we did here. Uh, now, I shall move to... Point of, um, point of I, order. I it's point of order, a, yes. Madam Chair. It's Mr. Perkins yes, again. Speaking. Mr. Perkins. Yes, Mr. Perkins. Um, just for the um, people who are watching on Pearl View, they may not have been uh, watching earlier when the ruling uh, was made by the chair with the advice of the legislative clerk and on the reading of the amendments by the mover. So I wonder if you could repeat that ruling for, uh, for the people who are watching. Uh, thank you. Sorry? Did someone else say something? On that point of order, Madam Chair, that's, it's not a point of order. The ruling's been made. It's, um, there have been a lot of rulings over the last, uh, last day. We're not going to, we don't need to repeat them all, just because someone may be tuning in at the moment. Um, I would like to read you what the orders from the House are. If the committee has not completed its clause by clause consideration of the bill by 9 p.m. on June the 14th, 2022, all remaining amendments submitted to the committee shall be deemed moved, and the chair shall put the question forthwith and successively successively without further debate and all remaining clauses um, and amendments submitted to the committee as well as each and every question necessary to dispose of the clause by clause consideration of the bill. These are orders from the House. We're following them. Conservative MP Goodridge gave it one more shot about 30 minutes later. It was again rejected with Liberal MP Chris Biddle urging the chair to move on with the votes. Point of order, Madam Chair. Yes, Ms. Goodridge. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, pursuant to Standing Order 65, um, motions to be in writing and seconded and read in both languages, and that all motions shall be in writing and seconded before being debated or put to the chair. And when a motion is seconded, it shall be read in English and French by the speaker if he or she is familiar with both languages. And if not, the speaker shall read the motion in one language and direct the clerk of the table to read it in the other before debate. And while I'm aware that this is a standing order of the House and not that of committees, um, it is... 
um, a general understanding that the House rules supersede that of the committee. And I believe um, there would be space for clarification to have these amendments read prior to voting on them, as is Standing Order 65 states in the House very clearly. Uh, thank you very much, um, Ms. Uh, Ms. Uh, thank you very much. And um, I just wanted to say that I had already read from the orders of the House under Motion 16 in the House, and it says, if the committee has not completed its clause-by-clause -clause consideration of the bill by 9 p.m. on June the 14th, 2022, all remaining amendments submitted to the committee shall be deemed moved, and the chair shall put the question forthwith and successively without further debate on all remaining clauses. And amendments submitted to the committee as well in each and every question necessary to dispose of the clause by clause consideration with the bill. Um, so the, the House orders under motion 16 um, have decided what we will do and we're following those House orders. Point of uh, order, Madam much. Chair. Yes, I have no idea who it's, that is. Uh, Rick Perkins. Yes, Mr. Perkins. Uh, I appreciate you reading out motion 16. Motion 16 doesn't say that the mover cannot explain what the purpose of the motion is, and I think we're missing that in terms of this. It only prohibits debate, so I would ask the committee have the mover explain their amendment. I will ask Mr. Mella to please interpret because it is what I read, and I think it's pretty clear that we just go su successively with no intervention at all, just to go and deem that all of those have been moved. Point, point of order, Madam and Chair. And we ask the question. Point of order, yes, Madam Chair, on the same subject. Mm -hmm. um, I, yeah. I would just point out that in the House of Commons, which is where our procedure comes from, when a time allocation order is, is applied in the House and you know the Speaker must put forth all the questions necessary to dispose of that said stage, often there's multiple um, amendments at that point, the Speaker in the House still reads out each amendment or each motion. Um, there's the option to dispense, but it's a si similar terminology, you know, you know with, without debate or amendment. The same thing is in these orders, without debate or amendment, the interpretation that's been followed in the House of Commons uh, on a time allocation motion, for example, or closure, the speaker still puts the question. The speaker still puts uh, the um, the wording of the motion. So I would offer that um, in uh, in assistance to you in interpreting this uh, this bill before or this motion before us. Um, it's I, I think that yes. It's Chris. Yes, Chris. Um, and following on Mr. Nader and committees are then masters of their own destiny and, at the, and even at the start of the motion, notwithstanding any standing order, special order or usual practice of this house, further to that, you've already ruled on this. Uh, I appreciate the attempt to slow this down, but uh, Madam Chair, you've already ruled on this. Nothing has changed and we should just proceed. And it is also my uh, understanding that um, when debate is not allowed, there is therefore no point of order. It is that is deemed to be debate. Now, these are all deemed to be moved. That is key to this. All of these motions are at, after 9 p.m. are deemed to be moved. And so nobody's moving motions and they don't need to speak to it. Point, thank point you very of, much. Point um, of order, Madam Chair. Yes, Mr. Mr. Perkins. I'm beginning you. to recognize your voice. Well, yes, Mr. Perkins. Thank you. Thank you. I feel flattered. 
Um, yes, indeed. Okay. Thank you, Madam Chris, Chair. Uh, I, 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 I'm, uh, I think before there was another point of order given, uh, uh, you were going to ask the clerk whether my question on a point of order of the motion 16 doesn't disallow uh, a mover from explaining their motion without debate. It only talks about prohibiting debate. And I believe that in order to allow for... Uh, those here to be able to understand these motions, some of which are very complex, would be helpful for the mover to make that explanation. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Perkins. But I have ruled based on um, advice from the clerk that in fact, because, and I think this is a key point, because as of 9 p.m., every single one of these amendments have been deemed to have been moved. So if they are moved, uh, there is no need to speak to it. They are deemed to be moved. So there is no, no further debate. We just have to go successively, being the terminology used by Motion 16. Um, so I am going, I will now, I've ruled on this. And I think, in fact, I, I, there should really be no points of order as we're moving through this right now. I am just being, um, allowing people to have a say if they wish to, just so nobody feels that they have been, um, you know, walked over. So now, um, I am going to, I got those rulings from the clerk with regard to motion 16 to answer your question. After the repeated efforts to inject some transparency were shot down, the committee just continued to vote, amendment after amendment, vote after vote until after midnight. Bill C-11 moved back to the House, but the violation of democratic norms shouldn't be forgotten. That's the Law Bites podcast for this week. If you have comments, suggestions, or other feedback, write to lawbites at pobox.com. Follow the podcast on Twitter at lawbitespod or Michael Geist at mgeist. You can download the latest episodes from my website at michaelgeist.ca or subscribe via RSS at Apple Podcast, Google, or Spotify. The Law Bites podcast is produced by Gerardo LeBron Leboy. Music by the LeBoy brothers, Gerardo and Jose LeBron LeBoy. Credit information for the clips featured in this podcast can be found in the show notes for this episode at michaelgeist.ca. I'm Michael Geist. Thanks for listening and see you next time.